He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night. Five o'clock, the number one show in in the New York, uh, well, the whole East Coast just about. But uh, if it's dark, it's in 36 states, but it's not dark yet. Uh, what about other countries? Other countries? Well, they're listening in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're the n- number one show they actually the KGB listens in on mm-hmm. and uh, etc. Et because every time we say something, they print it in the Russian newspapers. And we have uh, Judge uh, uh, Richard, Weinberg? Richard Weinberg, of course, a common sense Democrat and a common sense Republican, uh, uh, Peter King, Congressman Peter King. Kings Highway and uh, <laughs> Kings thank County. you guys for being here and <laughs> Lydia Serrani and uh, and uh, we have a great show for you this Monday and uh, you had a busy weekend. Well, I had uh, dinner with uh, uh, with um, President Trump on Saturday night with my daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, today I had lunch with Kissinger. Oh, just trying uh, to Kissinger. He's only ninety nine years old plus, <laughs> and he's got a hundred percent of his mind. And uh, all day yesterday, me and Congressman King and and uh, Rudy Giuliani Rudy and, there, yeah. and George Pataki, Taki. we all did nine eleven stuff. I started at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I don't know how where you get all that energy well, from. Let's go to Bill O'Reilly because he's waiting on the line. And we and Lydia, rule number one: you never keep Bill O'Reilly waiting. He's a patient man. He's an no, off- you no, he's not. Keep him no, waiting. you're not. He's all right. I was going to talk about his books and everything. But I think we already know. Talk about how killing great the he is. killers. He knows already. Everybody already knows how great he is. How many books sold so far? Well, you're 19 million in print, and that doesn't count. Killing the Legends to be out two weeks from tomorrow. So wow. looking forward to that launch. And uh, we have excerpts on BillOReilly.com about Elvis and John Lennon and Muhammad Ali. Uh, uh, Bill, Bill, uh, we got a bad line. We're going to call you back in 10 seconds. Okay. Sorry about uh, that. No, it's okay. not your fault. Yeah. Uh, but so uh, it was – let me tell you something. I got home uh, – uh, Saturday night, like about midnight from Bedminster. Uh, and then I had to be up at four in the morning to go down and work with the Tunnels to Tower. Uh, I got to, t- uh, five thirty in the morning, uh, down to the World Trade Center. And, uh, it was ceremonies to honor, uh, you know, our lost, uh, souls all day long. Mm-hmm. And Governor Pataki had, uh, uh, a uh, special ceremony, four o'clock in the afternoon yesterday, and uh, and how was Trump? Trump, uh, he um, asked a lot of questions. We we sat there and he asked a ton of questions, and well, we'll talk about what Bill O'Reilly when he gets mm-hmm. back on. Well, I think that's what makes somebody a good leader when they surround themselves with intelligent people and they ask them for advice or they ask them questions. Because Depends where they listen, Lydia. That is true. That is true. Whereas I feel like President Biden has surrounded himself with idiots and morons and sycophants. And, and so he thinks not he's... Ideologues, not ideologues, not ideologues. Yeah. So you talk about all the events yesterday on 9-11. And uh, there's very, very moving right, ground zero. Uh, we'll go back later. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go back to that later. And uh, Bill O'Reilly... Uh, Tell us, uh, what's on your mind today? I mean, things are, you know, as the world turns. Yeah, I know. It's, um, you know, 9-11 is an event that uh, defined New York City for courage. I mean, you really want to just strip it down. Um, it showed the courage that um, 
New Yorkers had in many, many different ways. And we've all been over that in the last 20 years um, because everybody understood that when you're attacked like that and people want to take your life away, which they did, and uh, Lydia was kind enough to mention uh, killing the killers. That's what that's all about. That's ongoing. And um, New Yorkers realized very quickly and viscerally that they had to help. They couldn't be a problem. So where did we go wrong in keeping that philosophy intact? That's my question today. So you have a situation where you have literally thousands of people getting hurt by criminals in New York City. Where is the outrage and the demand by the citizenry to stop this? Well, I think we have to put our foot down, uh, uh, Bill well, O'Reilly. In September, September and October, we have to yell and scream and make sure everybody, everybody has to vote. That's it. But, John, why should you have to do that? Why should you have to yell and scream and put feet down? Because we only got 17% of people voting in the last election, I think. It was something like that. Yeah. In New York. That was a primary, yeah. You're right. right. What's the matter with them? That's right. Well, so I, I'm going to give you like... a strange number. I was on the phone with John McLaughlin uh, on uh, on. Um, He's a pollster. You know. You well, know, John McLaughlin is one smart guy, and he represents a lot of people. He was and, my pollster for 28 years. And yeah. he was on. And there's three in 2020. There's 330 million Americans. 75 million are under the age of 18. So let's take 75 million off of. Of 330 million, you have 265 million. And 160 million people voted. 75 million for Trump, 85 million for Biden. That's 160 million out of a, out of 260 human souls. Not registered. Human souls over the age of 18. And that's 67%. And I said to John McLaughlin, how is that possible? 67% of the, of the national vote went uh, voted. Well, I wrote a column today, um, and it's on BillOReilly.com, that basically says, I expect a, a low turnout in the midterms in November. Because, unfortunately, the wave is against civic involvement. Mm-hmm. It's into, well, where's mine? What's good for me? I want to play on my machine all day. I want to get my device, and I want to go here, there, and everywhere. But I don't really want to take the time to improve the situation of my city or my town or my state or my country. That movement, you know, watch the football and whatever it may be, but, you know, don't put yourself out to improve the country. And, Bill, often That's those people yell the loudest when things go bad. But, he, but, but Congressman... How bad do they have to get? No, they still yell. No, they do yell about it. They don't vote. They just sit home and say, yeah, it doesn't matter, which annoys the hell out of me. Yeah, but how do we get 67% to vote in 2020? I, I don't understand that number. Listen, it's so insane. Here's how insane it is. So Adams and Hochul and the Democratic establishment in this state want congestion pricing, right? So... That's going to, you know how badly that's going to hurt working people in New York? That's going to kill Manhattan and it's going to kill the, the, yeah. uh, you know. I mean, the unintended consequences, but just one thing, this is vivid for everybody listening right now. 
there's a lot of people in the city that work night shifts and, and, and shifts that begin at four in the afternoon or whatever. They're going to have to depend on the subway. Mm-hmm. Who wants to ride the subway at midnight? At three in the morning. Yeah. Who? Well, I, I just want to say something. Uh, Richard Weinberg, Judge Weinberg, today, the real estate board of New York, they what? wanted well, yeah. congestion I, pricing. Well, Who paid them off with what? All right. Mm-hmm. I, That's a good question. I was on a call with the Broadway Association, Bill, where I'm on the board, and the real estate board of New York, as well as the Durst organization, are supporting this ridiculous proposition of, maybe of congestion they, pricing. Maybe, maybe somebody paid them off. They can build a 220 floor, a 220 floor building. And Bill O'Reilly, well, I why wonder are they, why are they supporting it, Judge? What, what's I, your rationale? They think it's good because it's good for the it's good for the environment and it's good for congestion. It's too much congestion. What they're not taking into consideration is is not good for the environment because you can have the whole uh, Bronx Expressway cross Expressway that's going to be jammed up and you have all that pollution in that area. And by the way, the wind will drift over to Manhattan. It'll be bad for business. It'll destroy. The economy it would destroy the real estate here in town. It's just a bad but idea. But these guys, the real estate industry is voting for it. How are they going to fill their buildings? I don't. I. I mean, John, this John, is not a trap. My, my eyes bleed. My head explodes. It makes no sense to me at all. Bill's absolutely right. Congestion pricing is a very bad idea, and yet it has the force of the Democratic Party behind and it. Joe Ethier is going to be on later on, who was in charge of economic development for uh, for Freddie Farrar, borough president in, in the 19... Uh, in the Bronx. In right. the 80s and 90s. Yeah, very bad uh, idea. One more subject. Though, is, my yes. question is, when you study history, and I'm a historian, obviously guys know that. I write about history. There comes a point in every nation where... This, the people have to make a decision. What kind of country and society do we want to have? Are we willing to raise our right hands up in the air and allow a guy like Adolf Hitler to take over? Are we willing to basically allow Mao Zedong to slaughter millions of people in some kind of insane quest to impose communism where nobody has any freedom or any hope? of upward mobility. In those two countries, Germany and China, the people said, yes, we are willing to be Nazis or communists. We are going to allow it to happen. And I'm sadly seeing that in New York. So we are going to accept unacceptable levels the of The New violence. York Times is going to accept it. They, Unbelievable. Well, it Bill, is. Bill, let me ask you this question. Did you see that the vice president of the United States, Ms. Harris, said that the border is secure? How do we accept yeah, my story on common sense tonight, Judge? You're an oracle. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm leading with tonight. Common at sense 9 at yeah. 9 o'clock tonight, 9 to 10 on WABCradio.com, 770 on your dial. And make sure you program your iPhone so you can get it worldwide at, at 77WABC. Yeah, well, the thing about Harris and Biden is they know they can say anything. So Harris looks at Chuck Todd. You all know Chuck Todd, the guy uh, on Meet the Press. Yeah, what happened to him? And remember, Tim Russert, who was a good friend of mine, was, you know, when he died, they gave it to Todd. So Kamala Harris looks at Todd and says the border is secure. Well, everybody knows 
that's a lie. There isn't one Border Patrol agent from Brownsville to San Diego who would tell you the border is secure. Yet the vice president is saying on NBC News the border is secure. What do you think that Todd said? What, what do you say? think he said? Nothing. Nothing. That is crazy. And, 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 and listen, I, I got to give you one more statistic before I ask you the last question. 50 million people died in Vietnam. No, 50. 50,000 people died in Vietnam, 50,000 in Korea, 7,000 in Afghanistan. That's 107,000. In the last 12 months, 140,000 people died from fentanyl from the Mexican border. Tell that to stick it in the Homeland Security and the vice president's hair for, for, for good measure. Last question. Yet, yes, go ahead. Yet, in, in November, it will be a close race in the Senate. I don't think in the House. I think Republicans will do very well in the House. But there are millions of Americans, John, who simply don't care. And that is what's Crazy. shocking me. My last question. You ready for this one? It looks I like hope, the hope. Democratic Party is going to screw Am I allowed to say words yes. screw? Yes. He's going to screw Manchin because they're not going to give him everything they promised him because it's in reconciliation. It's going to bog down. And Manchin's popularity is down to less than 20% in Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia. Manchin should change parties. And he can do it tomorrow. You can change your party. The Democrats hate him, and they're going to try to destroy him. Why do you want to stay in that? Yeah. West Virginia is they're going not to try to destroy him because they, they they took him up the roller coaster and took him straight down because they don't trust him. Wait, are you trying to say that politicians lied? He got snuck in. Change parties. He should. See, Bill's mean, right that he should change yeah, parties. And as soon as he gets screwed on this on this bill, he should change parties the next day. Absolutely. I mean, Manchin's the, the only, out, and cinema in Arizona are the only ones who have any fiscal restraint at all. The rest fa- of Billy failed miserably when he had his chance out, when he gave in. Out. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Well, but, some deal was made, Congressman. You know, you know how the back. Yeah, deal was made, but he didn't live, you know, they didn't live up to it. So he showed that. Yeah, 70 Democrats. No, they took him, Congressman, they took him up the roller coaster, yeah. make him, made him feel like a, a zillionaire. And then they took him down the roller coaster and destroyed well, him. I blame him for that. If he was dopey enough to believe them. He was dopey enough to Seven, believe them. Seventy Democrats in the House say they're going to oppose the permitting deal they had. So how does Pelosi extricate him? She can't. So he's going to be absolutely, totally screwed on that. So what does he do? Bill, I've, I've been saying it all day. He should change his party and switch the control of the Senate to the Republicans. Bill O'Reilly, I'm going to be listening in at 9 o'clock tonight to find out what the heck you're going to say because uh, a lot of things happening. Thank you so much. All right. Always fun, guys. Thanks for having me in. Thank you. Let's take a hard break, and we're going to come back. We're going to come back with Ambassador Bolton. What the heck is going on in Ukraine? What's going on in the world? And uh, we'll stay tuned.